I'm Robin Gallagher and welcome to Ripples. Throughout our program, a series of guest speakers will share words of wisdom from their life experience and we will offer you a series of meditations so that you can take some time just to stop and listen to that voice within, that voice of the Spirit. So come and enjoy some inspired voices and treasured stillness and allow the ripple effect to begin. Today, I warmly welcome Beth Riolo to our program. Beth has worked in Catholic education for over 32 years as a primary teacher, REC, education officer, and is currently a professional officer in the area of the environment, advocacy and outreach at the Catholic Education Office, Diocese of Wollongong. Beth has previously worked in the areas of RE curriculum, assessment, mission and faith formation, and is a Benedictine oblate with the Sisters of the Good Samaritan. Beth's current role involves leading the system response to the papal encyclical Laudato Si through building staff understanding, capacity and commitment to ecological conversion and sustainability with particular emphasis on creating links with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education and spirituality. Today, Beth will be exploring that wonderful relationship between music and spirituality and the musical thread throughout her own life. Welcome, Beth, to the program. It is so wonderful to have you with us. It's wonderful to be here, Robin. I was so pleased when you invited me to join you. Oh, thank you, Beth. And Beth, today we're exploring that wonderful topic of music and its relationship to spirituality. And so, Beth, I thought we would begin by hearing a little bit about your story. Music has evidently been such a powerful influence in your life. Where did this all start, Beth? Well, Robin, I would have to say if I think about my life's journey, a constant thread throughout my life has undoubtedly been music. If I think from the very beginnings of Beth on the planet, um, when I was first probably soothed with the sounds of my mother's voice whilst in utero, uh, lullabies in my crib, birdsong, hymns at mass, radio top 40, watching Countdown. I think we all did that (laughs) if we were of a certain vintage. Uh, Endless hours spent playing records, making playlists on cassettes and adapting to changing technologies with CDs, Walkmans, iPods, MP3s. I really have had a constant accompanying soundtrack to my living and journeying on this planet. Music is indeed a thread that has woven its way through my life. It's grounded and enhanced my being and I think is integral to the relationships I have with people, with places and with my God. For me, music is the way that I connect in with that deepest part of my being. And over the years, I can see how it has helped me to process my world and connect me more profoundly with the divine musician that is God. Oh, thank you, Beth. I I think there would be so many people who would resonate with so much of Mm. what you said. And Mm. 
it actually took me back when you mentioned uh, CD players and recorders <laughs> to my youth. I remember one Christmas actually asking my parents for a recorder, but I forgot to qualify that I actually meant a cassette recorder. Oh, oh so needless no. to say, I had a lovely new instrument in the uh, in the family that year. And the, and the recorder much to my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness yes. me. Yeah. But um, people will sometimes say, I don't play an instrument, so I'm not musical. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, actually, I'm, I'm so glad you've, you've asked me this question because I, I really do need to, to qualify that um, I am not a musician. I do not play an instrument other than mucking around on a ukulele. Um, I'm not a singer, though I can hold a tune amidst the safety of a choir. Um, and you will definitely not find me performing a solo publicly, though I am known to belt out a tune whilst driving in my car. <laughs> so while I'll say that I'm not a musician, I will say that I am musical. And I, I think everyone is. Mm. And that is because I find that my God is indeed a musical God. And I am made in the image of this God who has sung me and all of creation into existence and thus uh, I am compelled to sing my own song of life, my own song line, if you like. Mm, what a beautiful way to express it, my own song line. I think that there's a universal sense that music is an extraordinary gift that touches the heart. What does music offer you in your life, Beth? Well, I'll actually use... Um, Plato, the mm. philosopher Plato, mm. to sort of describe it a bit, um, he, he says, music gives wings to the mind, a soul to the universe, flight to the imagination, a charm to sadness, a life to everything. And so I really believe music has this amazing power. It can help us to relax. Mm. It can help us to be engaged, entertained, enlivened, and... You know, many people describe it as the language of the soul. And for people of faith, we, we know that it is the soul that is the residence of our spirituality. And so I find that music is one of the most profound ways that we can live out our spirituality because music has that capacity to enlighten our minds but also inspire us to dive deep in and deep within ourselves it can express for us so often what is inexpressible and I think that is actually the joy of the arts it's not just music um, I'll quote from Joan Chittister that the wonderful Benedictine sister when she says there are two things in life that explain everything without explaining anything at all one is music and the other is poetry both music and poetry tap into the unconscious and give it free reign. Both music and poetry are about what it means to be human at the deepest part of our souls. Mm, how very true. And, and I think we've really witnessed this and the gift of music during this time of COVID oh. in many ways. Yep. During this time amidst all the pain and grief, grief, I've seen musicians go to extensive lengths to share their music in Italy, they've played on verandas. In other parts of the world, they've gathered on the streets or Zoomed in their homes. 
Why do you think people are drawn to doing this you know, at, the, at this time, Beth? Actually, hasn't it just been glorious? Oh, it's, um, it's I have been loved, such a gift. I have loved seeing the arts community mm. soothe our collective souls yes. in this way. You're um, so right. I've loved observing how it has crossed boundaries, countries, languages, cultures and beliefs. I think it's, it's, it's been quite extraordinary. Mm. Um, the, the spiritual writer Sri Chinmoy explains this, I think, in terms of a communal understanding and power of music mm. when he says, music is the inner or universal language of God. I do not know French or German or Italian, but if music is played... Immediately the heart of the music enters into my heart or my heart enters into the music. At that time, we do not need outer communication. The inner communion of the heart is enough. My heart is communing with the heart of the music and in our communion, we become inseparably one. And that is what music can do. It can take the mundane, the ordinary, and in these times, as, you, as you've said, Robin, the challenges of a pandemic and make something beautiful, something that nourishes our spirits, cleanses our soul and actually allows us to let go. Um, the, the pandemic has just been so, so hard and so we need to let go. Mm-hmm. And so music can lift us beyond ourselves that can, and can bring us to an indescribably divine experience that can enlighten our minds and hearts. Mm, I think it's, you're so right. It's, it's offered little pieces of light, little pieces mm. of joy to us at a time yes. which has been incredibly hard for so many. Yes, mm. yes. Beth, we can engage in music in different ways. How would you describe your response or your engagement with music? It actually reminds me of an interview I once saw with the wonderful Loretto sister and composer Deidre Brown. Yes. She wrote that song, um, Come As You Are. Oh, yes. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And um, anyway, Deidre spoke about the difference between what she calls the ascetic experience of music and the religious experience of music. Mm. She spoke about how music can move people beyond themselves beyond the temporal here and now. Mm. And she, she asked the question, she said, are the profound feelings we experience when listening to some music no more than physiological responses to physical stimuli or is something a little deeper going on? And so do we even need to differentiate between the ascetic experience and the religious experience? And Deidre went on to describe an experience she had as a young woman attending a concert at the Sydney Town Hall, listening to Rachmaninoff's 18th variation from the 24 variations on a theme of Paganini. It's a bit of a mouthful. Mm, it's well done. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, she said, I had entered the religious order. I was a person who was professionally, I suppose, connected with religion and spirituality. And I said to myself... Was that a religious experience or was it an ascetic experience? But I felt myself elevated beyond myself and transformed. I was taken out of myself with the beauty of the thing. And so I've often mused on that. Do we need to make such clear lines? Is there a duality or does one just sort of merge into the other? Now, I have no doubt 
that uh, they do merge. Mm. And like our breathing, I think music has rhythm, mm. it has tension, mm. it has release. Uh, music mirrors our world in its expressions of life. You know, we have the sound of breath, the waves of the sea, the symphonies of the wind, uh, drops of rain. Had a lot of that recently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, our universe began with the music of sound, you know, the Big Bang, um, and it is part of our DNA. The sound of the Big Bang reverberates through the universe and it reverberates in us. Mm. Yes, Beth, how very true. And as, you, as you've expressed, music can provide a forum where people not only express feelings but also thoughts and ideas. What have you learnt through music? Oh, oh, so <laughs> it's much. another talk in itself. So much. Uh, where do I begin, Robin? I could uh, bore yeah, you for hours. Oh. Um, but no, if I, if I think about the forces that have shaped my thinking, um, so much of it has been shaped by what I've learnt through music. Mm. Through the lyrics of songs and hymns, I've learnt about history. I've learnt about societal change, the human condition, mm. love longing, injustice, prejudice, racism, joy, beauty, community, compassion and so on. You, you mm. know, it's, it's endless. It's, it's endless. endless. And I really have such affection and admiration for musicians and bands who have provo provoked my thinking about issues. You know, I, I learned when I was a teenager about the British nuclear testing in Australia's outback, not from school, but through Midnight Oil's song Marilinga. Mm. Um, I learned about racism in the south of the US through the wonderful Billie Holiday's singing of Strange Fruit. I learned about the stolen generations through Archie Roach's singing of They Took the Children Away. Uh, Bert Bacharach and Hal David told me that what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And Bernadette Farrell invited me to explore my image of God through her song, God Beyond All Names. So for me, music has done and continues to influence my thinking whilst also taking me to those sensory spaces of joy. Mm. Yes. Beth, I remember watching a very moving interview. It was with Turia Pitt's mother when her daughter was first in hospital after enduring horrific burns mm. during that ultra-marathon in Western Australia. When she went to the hospital to see Turia, she said, and I remember this distinctly, she said, I couldn't speak. I could only sing. It's mm. all I could do. And I've never forgotten those words. Mm. And she went on to say that the song she sang was a Tahitian song. And the, the, the person that was interviewing her asked her, what did it translate to? And she said it translated to, Dear Lord... Have pity on me, on us. Mm. Beth, I wonder, has there been a, a challenging time in your own life when music has been your only words? Mm, yeah, it's, um, yeah as, as I said before, music often expresses what is inexpressible. And for me, that has never been more patently true than when I've experienced moments of, of grief and loss. Mm. Um, one particular instance comes to mind. It was when my adored grandmother, Joan Wallace, died. And the song that was played at her funeral was Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. 
In the years before her death, my gran had emphysema and was pretty much housebound. I was a teenager at this time mm. and made my gran a number of mixtapes that contained lots of songs interspersed with my commentary and banter. <laughs> I was channeling my inner DJ, I think, and mm. um, inflicting my eclectic playlists on my poor oh, grandmother. She would have loved it. <laughs> uh, well, she, she was a captured, captive audience. Um, but Gran had said that one of her favourite songs on the mixed tape collection was Bridge Over oh. Troubled Water. And when I walked into the chapel at her funeral, and that was what the organist was playing unsolicited by any member of my family, well, it was um, a little gift from the universe mm. and it was balm for my grieving, mm. wounded soul. Yeah. You know, words, words were not required, no. but the music took me where it needed to go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, how... I, a very, very moving moment, Beth, mm. no doubt. And, of course, whenever I hear the song now, yes. I'm, I immediately am um, drawn to my grandmother yes, again. of course, yeah. of course, mm. absolutely. Beth, in your role, in your current role, you delve deeply into our connection with creation. Mm. Where do you see music having a connection to creation? You have, have spoken about that, but I'd love to hear a bit more. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question, I think, because, you know, so often... People, uh, you know, we're encouraged by naturalists and, and, you know, people who walk and spend time in, in the outdoors that we should just walk in creation and just listen to its sounds. You know, the birds, the wind, the babbling brook, you know, be, be aware, have your, your senses all heightened. And this certainly is true. And it's a practice that, of course, I would endorse and something that I do do. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, but I also find that when I intentionally play music in creation, it can become and has become a most deeply spiritual experience for me. Mm. A few years ago, uh, when I had the opportunity um, to visit Machu Picchu in Peru, I very deliberately sat for a time looking out on the amazing vista whilst playing Ennio Morricone's sublime soundtrack from The Mission. Mm, oh, and Vaughan, stunning. Oh, yes, and, and you know, Ennio Morricone has just recently died. Mm. Um, wonderful, wonderful composer. Um, and also I, I listened to Vaughan Williams' The Lark Ascending, which is a beautiful piece of music. And I was with a friend and I insisted that my friend share the experience via an ear, earpiece and the iPod. Mm. And the juxtaposition of where I was and the music was quite profound and it is a memory that is, is greatly treasured. It was for me, and I know for my friend, a deeply spiritual moment of communion with creation mm. and with God and the music enhanced the experience and was a conduit for deeper contemplation, mm. most certainly. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, Beth, some people have suggested that that music taps into our soul. With this thought in mind, how would you describe then the relationship between music and spirituality? For me, as I've probably already mm. said, I find there is a really deep connection for music with spirituality. Mm. Um, our spirituality can be likened, I think, to this inner voice which permanently resides within each of us. And the, and the inner voice, though, is often not easily heard due 
to the you know the myriad of distractions mm. that occur in our daily lives and noise and filters that that happen and so our inner voice requires i think the discipline of listening with the intention sometimes to discover and then engage mm. so when i intentionally listen to music i i discover and engage and i can connect with the divine source mm. that dynamic reality at the heart of of the evolutionary universe, mm. you know, God. Mm. Um, so I, I, I really do feel that music has that power to transport us beyond the limits of our intellect mm. and our physical body to a higher, often delightful state of bliss mm. where we can be free of the thinking mind. Mm. You know, we can, we can be taken to a place that's uninhibited by judgments, doubts and fears mm that, you know, for too often can dictate the narrative of our thoughts and it can be quite self-limiting. Mm. And so then it's in those moments, music can become that conduit to prayer in a really um, meaningful way. Mm. Yes, most certainly, as you expressed, it does have that capacity of taking us to, to another place. Mm. Mm. That, that leads me, Beth, onto a question that someone raised recently that I wanted to explore with you. The question of, well, then, who creates the music? Mm. Mm. Yeah. What's, what's your response to this, Beth? <laughs> I, I think the best way I can respond to this is to turn to the example of ABBA. <laughs> well, a, a, a <laughs> wonderful what, source. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> Actually, specifically, <laughs> one of their songs, Thank mm. You for the Music, mm. I think you, you'd be familiar with it. Yes. The lyrics of the song actually address an unnamed giver of music mm. and they acknowledge that music is a gift that brings joy yes. and that at the core we are musical creatures. They sing, what would life be without a song or a dance? Mm. What are we? And so the song raises these really good questions concerning the origin of music. Mm. Um, the, the lyrics go on. I've often wondered... How did it all start? Who found out that nothing can capture a heart like a melody can? Now, the lead vocalist, Agnetha, she, she gives this really ambiguous sort of um, answer. She says, well, whoever it was, I'm a fan. So Abba doesn't name um, who this music muse is. They appreciate it, but they don't name it. But interestingly... Someone who would give that question, who created music, a very different answer is Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm. Bach once said, I play the notes as they are written, but it is God who makes the music. Mm. And so for Bach, there's no uncertainty, nothing vague. The giver of music is God. And I, I found this out about Bach and I just thought it was beautiful at the beginning and end of each piece of sacred music he composed, mm. Bach wrote the letters SDG, which is an abbreviation of Soli Deo Gloria, meaning glory to God alone. So basically what Bach was doing, he was dedicating each song to God mm. and it was a simple acknowledgement of his view of the music source. Mm. It wasn't from him. It was of God and mm. from God. 
I think it is beautiful and I think it... What a wonderful story. It adds so much to your own enjoyment when you do listen to Bark. So it's interesting, Robin. I think both Bark and Abba agree music is this joyful thing. Both use music to communicate to the world. Mm. But the key difference between Bark and Abba, (laughs) aside from a a lot of stuff, (laughs) is, is that... They view the origin of music in a different way. I think the inescapable conclusion for me is that God is a musical God mm. and has made us musical creatures. Mm. And our ability to produce, understand and enjoy music is evidence of God's image yes, in us. Yes, mm. yes. Oh, so. wonderful. Beth, Beth, you used some beautiful words at the start of our conversation You express that there has been a musical thread throughout your life. Can you tell us something about this? Yeah, well, I think music, certainly, it's been, I would describe it as the blissful soundtrack for some of my most loving memories. Mm. And its rhythm is is a touchstone that moves me ever forward in the dance of my own life. Mm. For me, spirituality and music can never and will never be separated. They're entwined. Mm. As music continues to awaken and enliven my own living, I think it lights the path of my own inner journey and it does illuminate my relationship with God and with the world and it helps me make sense um, of that world Mm. and of what I'm doing. Mm. (laughs) Um, Music is the sacred text of the soul. It's that thread of connection that unlocks and reminds me of who I was and who I still am. Uh, and it calls me to embrace life in all its fullness. Mm. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's beautiful words, Beth. Beautiful. I, I truly can't thank you enough for, for being with us today and for sharing your wisdom, your, your love of music, your experience and engagement with music and your story. So thank you very much, Beth, and I wish you all the very, very best with your ministry and your work and just so grateful for your presence today. Oh, thank you, Robin. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on our program today. If you'd like to take some time now or later in the week to enjoy some treasured stillness, A meditation called Your Heart Song is available on both Podbean and on Apple Podcast and is entitled Meditation 11. Have a lovely week and I look forward to being with you next time.